Hey everyone, Ryan Kennedy here. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode, I'm gonna be bringing you some really important and kind of high level things to be mindful of when it comes to dialing in your nutrition, your food choices. Nutrition is literally information to our bodies and what we put into our mouth is gonna determine how we feel, our quality of life, how we look, you know, our body composition, our skin, our hair, our complexion, and also how we perform, our energy levels, our mental clarity, our uh, sleep quality, our sex drive, our just overall zest for life and just how we show up in the world. So it is one of the most foundational elements to really feeling and performing your best, which is what I'm really here to help you with when it comes to this podcast and these videos. And you know, just a quick aside, Anyone that's listening to the podcast, the video format can be found on YouTube. So feel free to search for the channel on YouTube. You can find the link to the YouTube channel in the description for this show. So getting right into the good stuff, I'm gonna be outlining 10 universal laws to good nutrition. And this is really a list that I designed, I came up with, I just thought, you know, there's so much disagreement in the world of nutrition looking at different macronutrients, different diets, different, you know, people really get so pent up and upset about, you know, their, their diet and people really uh, disagreeing with it. So there's the carnivores, there's the vegans, the paleo, the keto, the vegetarians, the Mediterranean, I could go on and on of all these different diet camps, you know, people start to wear it as a badge of honor, as, as an identity. It's like, come on, folks, this is just your nutrition. This is what you eat. It should not be your identity. So I always urge people to make wise choices, tap into their intuition and really figure out what foods are best for them. Uh, But there are some really good kind of things to keep in mind, no matter what foods you choose to eat, you know, what details, whether you choose to eat meat or not, whether you choose to eat carbohydrates or not, you know, there's a lot of variables that you shouldn't even worry about unless you're following the 10 rules that I'm about to cover, the 10 items of just good nutrition practices. You know, don't worry about the minutia until you really have this foundation dialed in. This is what's gonna be most important. All right, so getting right into it. Number one, you always wanna stick to real whole foods. They could be fresh or frozen, but real whole foods in their natural state and avoiding packaged processed foods. Now, this sounds simple, and most people listening to this who have any inclination to good health are probably like, yeah, duh, Ryan. I know processed foods aren't good for me, yet so many people are eating processed foods, even if it's processed, quote unquote, healthy food. You know, there's so many snacks and protein bars and different, uh, you know, to-go items that now are becoming better ingredients and far better than the, the processed food that has the canola oil and the sugar and all the nonsense, but still anything that you put into a package that can stay good on a shelf for years on end is never going to compare to real whole foods, where we have all the enzymes, we have all the different micronutrients, they have, you know, the life force energy, just, it changes when we process foods. So that's gonna be number one. Going into number two, incorporating some form of intermittent fasting uh, on a regular basis and occasionally longer periods of fasting. So let me dive into this one. Intermittent fasting on a daily basis or regular basis would be anything above 12 hours of fasting per day. That's not much fasting. That's just basic good meal timing of not eating a late night dinner and not eating the moment you wake up. Because if you're getting eight hours of sleep and you're eating you know, three to four hours before bed or more like I recommend, 
and you're not eating the second you roll out of bed, you already have 12, 13, 14 hours under your belt, you know? So it's not that difficult. And I don't really recommend long intermittent fasting doing like 18, 20 hours a day for most women. I find they could run into issues with that when it comes to their hormones and adrenal glands and thyroid function. Men can do okay with it. But the point of this option two, or number two rather, is that you shouldn't be eating from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. This really wrecks havoc on our gut health and our digestion because you're putting burden and work on your gut all the time and you're not giving it the space and time for it to heal, regenerate, and really start to recuperate during that night of sleep. So really aiming to eat an early dinner is gonna be massively helpful, massively helpful for improving your sleep quality, for maintaining good body composition, and a whole host of other things. But on, in addition to that, we also wanna make sure that we're occasionally doing longer periods of fasting. You know, if you look at ancestral data and just long living healthy populations, there's always been some form of fasting, whether it's a 24 hour fast once a week or once a month, whether it's more of a religious based fasting, there's always all sorts of things that really can deeply benefit us. And I'm gonna do more information and shows dedicated to fasting specifically, so I won't go any more on this topic, but that's number two. Diving into number three, we wanna strive for high quality, properly raised, properly grown food. What this means is organic produce, you know, staying away from GMOs, sticking to 100% grass-fed and pasture-raised animal foods. This is going to be essential because conventional crops are sprayed with all sorts of pesticides that wreak havoc on our bodies, they destroy the environment, and conventional livestock, you know, what's often referred to as CAFO meat, confined animal feedlot operation meat, is horrendous, absolutely horrendous. For the animals, it's unethical. It's terrible for the environment in the, in the way that they're raised. They're producing all of these different byproducts that are horrible for the environment. And it's terrible for us because you're eating a sick animal. Now, on the flip side, 100% grass-fed meat, you know, coming from a healthy cow that's raised on open pasture, that has access to fresh air, fresh water, sunshine. It's eating the, the diet nature intended and it's grazing on fresh grass. This is superfood for our body. So the quality of your food can make a world of difference. And also in seafood, always going for wild caught, not doing the farm raised, very important. You're voting with your dollar folks. So by buying high quality food, not only are you supporting your own health to make sure that you feel good, you perform well, you, you know, minimize your chances of chronic illness, but you're also voting for a stand against big food conglomerates and the horrendous farming and livestock practices that take place in this country and all over the world for that matter. And you're really making a stand saying, I don't agree with that. This is what I believe in. And the way that you do that in the most effective way is you don't buy the crap you don't believe in and you pay a few extra dollars more and you get the high quality stuff. Number four, consume a wide array of colorful plants and spices. You know, most folks have heard the term eat the rainbow. And it's true, we want a wide variety of different vegetables and you know, fruits when they're seasonal, assuming that you, you know, are active and can tolerate the uh, natural sugars in the fruit. And so that's gonna be an important one. Now there's always gonna be time and place for minimizing some of these plant foods based on one's gut health and different variables that they may not tolerate. They may have different sensitivities or you know, the anti-nutrients or what are you know, commonly referred to as anti-nutrients. These plant chemical defense systems can be a little bit harsh on the gut for some folks. So, there's a lot of variants, but in general, 
you want to eat a wide variety of colorful plants, you know, different vegetables, different uh, whole fruits, no fruit juice here. Uh, moving on to number five, we want to avoid foods that cause inflammation in our bodies and be aware of how we feel after eating certain foods. This comes back to the intuition side of things. You know, it's really important when you're trying to improve your diet to understand there's no single food on the planet that's healthy for everyone. Not a single one. There's, because someone can always have a sensitivity or negative reaction to a food that's generally recognized as healthy. I mean, you could be talking about wild salmon, you could be talking about you know, cucumbers or celery or whatever food example you want, and there's always gonna be someone. Now, it might be 0.001% of the population, but it's important to understand just because a food is recognized as healthy doesn't mean it's healthy for you. So pay attention to how you feel after you eat certain foods. If you have some onions and garlic on your food and you're bloated and gassy, well, guess what? You don't tolerate those foods very well, so you're better off avoiding them. On the other, you know, looking past that example, you really just want to figure out, you know, not make meals with 20 different ingredients. Try and keep your food very simple and just be mindful of how you feel, you know, how you feel as far as your digestion, how you feel as far as your energy, how you feel as far as any inflammation. Do you have any, you know, joint pain or, you know, puffiness around your waistline after you eat? Those are all going to be really good signs to keep an eye out for when it comes to dialing these things in. Number six is to keep your blood sugar stable. And what I mean by this is to not overconsume high glycemic carbohydrates, AKA starches and sugar. And it really comes back to this concept of controlling what's called your glycemic variability. One of the most important factors when it comes to our long-term health and our, our performance, how we feel, is to not have this constant roller coaster of blood glucose and insulin. When we eat too many high glycemic carbohydrates, we get a big rise in blood sugar and our pancreas secretes the hormone insulin to help manage that blood sugar. And in chronic amounts and chronic, you know, having this blood sugar insulin spike on a regular basis starts to cause a desensitization of the insulin. So your body has to produce more of it. It taxes the pancreas. It causes fatigue. It causes weight gain. Insulin is one of our body's main fat storage hormones. And so it's very important and plays important roles in the body. But when you start to overactivate it by eating too much starch and too much sugar, it really starts to become harmful. So I'm gonna be talking about, you know, some a whole episode on carbohydrates because they're not all bad. You know, there's a place and a time for starches, having some good root vegetables, maybe having some white rice. Nothing wrong with that, especially if you're active and you know you you have good bl blood sugar stability and you don't have you know insulin resistance or anything of that nature but understanding that we don't need a ton of it and refined grains things like you know breads pastas cookies crackers these are not going to be a good source of starch these are going to be very inflammatory and very harmful to the body uh, and same with refined sugars you know that's not a good way to get your carbohydrates in folks so you know there are going to be natural sugars in certain fruits and you know, depending on the person, they could be a very healthy part of your diet. But it's important not to go and eat, you know, five bowls of watermelon. <laughs> you know, just because it could be okay in small amounts doesn't mean it's going to be serving you if you go have uh, 200 grams of sugar in an acai bowl. So keep your blood sugar stable and not don't overconsume these things. Number seven is to always stick to seasonal, locally grown foods whenever possible. You know, a lot of the food that we eat and get in the grocery store ship thousands of miles from different parts of the world, different parts of the country. And this really prevents us from getting truly fresh food. 
And on top of that, it's really an unsustainable system as far as our, our ecosystem goes. So I really urge you to shop at your local farmer's market, support you know, the local system. Yes, you are gonna pay a couple bucks more. It's not gonna be as cheap as you know, your local grocery store, but you're supporting a system that's sustainable, that's good for the planet, that's really giving back to these small farmers and small businesses, and you're getting the freshest, highest quality food. So it's a win-win all around. And again, coming back to, yes, it is gonna cost more, I'm not gonna deny that, that's the truth, but it's worth it. It's money well spent. There's very few things in life that are more important to invest in than your health, than your well-being, than you know, feeling your best and living a long time and not being you know, ridden with medical bills because of all the issues that you're trying to work through. So that's a really important one, folks. And understand too, there's some, some degree of variation in your diet is natural. That's why I said seasonal foods not you know you don't have to eat the same foods day in day out all year round in fact that's not very natural you know if you look at how humans have evolved we had different seasons and different times of the year where yes we might have had access to fruit for you know three or four months of the year but the rest of the year we didn't uh today you could go down and get a big old apple at the grocery store 365 days a year so it's it's important to understand that you know the, the domestication of our food system has really caused us to have access to the same foods day in and day out but really Never in, in history, if you rewind thousands of years ago, would we have access to these things all year round. So understand, variation in your diet is natural and also a good thing. Uh, number eight, consume adequate amounts of healthy fats and avoid the processed vegetable oils and hydrogenated fats. So what does this mean? Healthy fats are going to be high quality saturated fats, grass-fed ghee, grass-fed butter, coconut oil, beef tallow, these are gonna be very good fats for cooking. They're very stable. I'm gonna do a whole mini episode on fat, so I won't dive as deep today. But really sticking to those, sticking to good quality monounsaturated fats like extra virgin olive oil and avocado oil, and then avoiding the processed industrial vegetable oils. These are the most harmful food for your body. The omega-6, the rancid oxidized vegetable oils, including canola, soybeans, safflower, sunflower, corn, all these different uh, really seed oils, you know, they're, they're mainly seeds and beans. They're not even vegetables. Uh, these are the most inflammatory harmful food for the human body. So doing your best to just avoid those at all costs. Number nine, don't overeat. Consume your food slowly and stop when you feel full and satisfied, but not uncomfortably stuffed. You know, overly, you know, over excessively uh, eating, you know, just having this huge volume of food will and can and will lead to poor health outcomes even if it's healthy food you know you're putting a lot of strain on your gut and your digestive system and probably not breaking it down properly if you're eating a huge amount of food if you step away from the table and you feel uncomfortably full to where you just don't even feel good you've overeaten so eat slowly eat mindfully chew your food well that's going to be a really good way to avoid that because your body will send signals it's when we mow down our food on you know in the uh, in the car on a way on the way to somewhere just in a in a rush that we have a tendency to overeat and it's also when we choose the wrong types of food the hyper palatable nutrient void foods the chips the you know cookies the crackers the the processed carbohydrates that don't have any real nutrition but they have a whole bunch of chemicals from these really i got to say intelligent companies that design these foods to be so hard not to overeat because of the chemicals they're triggering in the brain and the body not getting any actual real nutrition from them. Last thing on the list, number 10, make mealtime sacred. 
This is huge. Eat with your loved ones. Eat slowly. Enjoy every bite. Adopt an attitude of gratitude during your meals and appreciate the nourishment that your body's receiving. Many, many of us don't pay close enough attention to how really fortunate we are to be able to eat these delicious foods, to have access to food with the billions of people on the planet who don't have guaranteed meals every day, who go hungry, who have to really fight and forge and search for their food and don't have the, the luxury of just opening up the refrigerator and you know dumping out some food. So every single one of you listening to this, myself included, are so blessed and understand that. It's easy to forget that in the day-to-day grind and just while everything else is going on. So understand, we are very fortunate. And so give thanks, say prayer, say gratitude. It can be religious, it doesn't have to be. You know, but giving thanks for your food and really acknowledging this appreciation of this sacred, you know, primal experience of eating is a great way to actually increase the benefits your body's getting from that food. So that's the list of 10 universal laws to healthy eating from yours truly, Ryan. I came up with this list and I think it's really a good place for everyone to start and then decide for yourself whether you want to, you know, once you have these things dialed in, then you should look at the the minutia, the details. That's when that can become more appropriate and more helpful. But until you really have these things uh, worked out and really established, don't even worry about the other stuff. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it out with anyone in your life you think it could benefit. And, you know, I hope you tune in again for uh, the next episode, which is going to be bringing you more empowering educational material on how you could take your health, your wellness and your life to the next level. Thanks for listening in, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can find the show notes and resources we discussed at ryankennedyshow.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Much love, everyone.